as we go through this process of reclaiming our bodies and reclaiming our breath, right, as Mm. one component, it's like when we are embodied, what will that change? It will change to a culture of women who are done apologizing. Yes. Yes. Done apologizing for existing. Mm-hmm. unapologetically standing in their place, doing their work. Thank you very much. I'm Sonia Statman, and you're listening to Women in the Business Arena. Over the last 20 years, I've had the honor of working with thousands of women in business. During that time, I have been obsessed with finding a new way to operate business. One that eliminates hustle, supports ease, aligns with our values, and gives us a sustainable pathway to change the world. This podcast shares with you some of the lessons I've learned along the way. The conversations we have here are intimate, honest, and enlightening. It's like hanging out with friends who also happen to be pretty amazing business owners. Here we challenge what the world says business has to be to trailblaze a path of our own. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Women in the Business Arena. I'm so excited about our episode today. We're doing a really great season, and the theme that we're exploring this season is growth as a removal process. And so if you haven't listened to any of the other kind of episodes this season, what we're looking for and looking at is how can we remove things from our life and business in order to grow rather than always trying to add more into our lives and add more onto our plate and becoming more, right? Like we're enough already. So I think this is going to be a very interesting season. And I'm really excited today because I have a beautiful guest and her name is Cass Giorsi. And she's a body and movement teacher and facilitator. And she specifically works through, you know, kind of breath work, self-inquiry, and movement. And she helps people really find their internal stability. Because we, you know, let's face it, we live in a pretty chaotic world right now. There's a lot of, like, life that's off-centered. And she's really great at helping us come back inside ourselves to that never-ending stability that we have within us. And so what I really want to explore today is, you know, the breath work. And and in particular, because I feel like one of the growth tips that I think is really important is just breathing. So welcome, Cass. Thank you, Sonia. I'm so thankful you're here. I'm so happy to be here. I'm really, really grateful to be here. Hello. And so, you know, what do you think about all of this, you know, kind of idea that growth is a removal process? Let's let's start there. I'd love your perspective on that. Well, firstly, I just think that it's just such a poetic use of words. I honestly do. I think that it's really radical. And I, you know me, I like radical. I just think that it's such a such a permissive way to express what we're really looking for. Growth is a removal process. Growth is also kind of an uncomfortable process. And, you know, it's not always comfortable, um, (laughs) to say the least. And yet it's something that 
at least in my work and I know in yours, that's what we facilitate in people. This is what we create containers for people to do is to grow inside of and to continue their expansion and their evolution as long as they're meant to be in these bodies in these in this lifetime. For myself, I know I subscribed for all throughout my 20s and my 30s into this notion that I needed more to grow. I needed more to grow. I needed more attention. I needed more more activity. I needed more invitations. You know, this was before social media. So it was really like in real life, in real time kind of stuff. I needed more work. I needed more, 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 more. Um, Mm. I was in the, I was in the modeling and commercial world. So more work equaled a lot of things. And I thought it would equal more access, but actually all of that just jumbled together, made for a very, um, stuffed stuffy kind of rigid uncomfortable staleness it actually created more stagnation Mm -hmm. and so when you know and when we start to peel away and take take away and pick apart and all the different ways that we could say it in our language it really is a removal process because as you said in your first episode with laura i mean less is way more Mm -hmm. (laughs) way more way more And what a lesson that is, right? Like, that's a hard lesson. I feel like it's because the whole world keeps telling you more is more, more is more, more Mm -hmm, is more. mm -hmm. But to actually allow yourself to learn that lesson, like to embrace less is more, it's like going against the the downstream, right? It's like swimming up the current. (laughs) I mean, when you have more of things, how are you ever, how is one ever to really appreciate what you actually have? I mean, there's no way to really even get a sense just to, just to pause for a minute to, to actually acknowledge what has happened, the growth that you have uh, already grown, you know, built for yourself and these sorts of things. Like if we don't stop, I mean, it's one of the oldest adages in the world, but if we don't stop to smell the roses, Where's the fragrance going to go? It's, you know, like so much can be missed. So much can be missed. So true. And it's so interesting. Like I feel like I'm I'm really in this place right now where, you know, we're winding down our time in the U.S. We're going to go nomadic mm-hmm. again and travel again mm-hmm. to Europe. And, you know, we're packing and like planning our, you know, our little bags. Like we're not taking a lot of stuff. And there's such a relief that I'm feeling in that because I feel like when I have more stuff – I have less attention, right? And I have less care of the stuff that I have. And, you know, we saw this because we went nomadic. We settled down in Austin. We went nomadic again. You know, we're about to go nomadic again. And even in that little two years we've been here, we have accumulated so much stuff that Mm. I no longer appreciate the same, you know, so it's like this really interesting process when there is less we appreciate more, we we enjoy more, mm-hmm. we experience more, you know, mm-hmm. and then there's even like an ability to enjoy new things because we're not so full of the things that we have. You make so much more space for for things. It's oh, it's delightful. It's a delightful awareness, truly. Um, and when I think about it in terms of the body, I mean, it just doesn't it just gets very rich very quickly. Yes. And and so that's where I want to go next and I really want to dive into. So okay, first, I really feel like this 
the breath work is the thing that I really want to explore today. And so for mm-hmm. people out there who may have never done breath work, who may not even understand what that is, can you give us a little background or understanding of what breath work is and like how it's really connected to our growth? Well, I'll start by saying the breath work that I um, study, practice, and teach or facilitate is from is principle based. So there's no dogma. It's not connected to any one lineage. Breathwork is as old as the breath itself, mm-hmm. right? It's as it is the original modality of the somatic embodied life. Um, you have holes in your face, you got three holes, and you can breathe through them. You have a mouth, but really you have two nostrils and a nose, and the nose itself is meant for breathing. And we've forgotten about the nose. But don't let me interrupt me when I get not sciencey and nerdy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's great. So I, I for, for the people out there who are maybe yoga teachers or pranayama teachers or meditation teachers, please know that I have, you know, 20 years experience as being a movement teacher. And I would say for about um, 12 of them, I was holding my breath pretty much the whole time. I think a lot of, a lot of us movers want to jump over the breath. It's too still. It's too quiet. It's too subtle. Like, let's get into the bigness. Let's get into the body. Let's move. Hey, I'm all for it. I was a professional dancer. I ate space for a living. I was like, give me more movement. The bigger, the better. But it wasn't until I came to realizing that that breath itself is movement. It is the genesis of everything that we are. It is the beginning of it all. It is not only the beginning, but it is also will be the end. It is what is with us that we carry from the moment we emerge to the moment we leave our bodies in the physical plane. And so breath, quote unquote, work or breath play, if you'd like to see it that way, is a participation in something that is otherwise passive. So for those of you listening, unless you're driving, but even if you are hands on the wheel driving, focus on where you're going. But notice that you're likely holding your breath in this moment as you listen, mm-hmm. right? I, I am. <laughs> but even, I know, even if you are holding it a little bit, you're actually not because you wouldn't really be alive if you were, not for too long anyway. So the subtlest, smallest movement is happening in you. Breath is passive. It's not something we have to think about. And the human body is designed, all, you know, living beings are designed this way because if we had to think about our breath, not much else could really happen. But the fact that we have breath as an option, as something that we can actively work with, I don't love the word control, but you could do breath control or management or play with, is one, is, is such an incredible tool for instant state shifts. Uh, internal state shifts. It connects us right to our nervous system. It connects us right to our brain function and focus. Um, Breath work can happen in many different forms. Some people might be familiar with connected breathing. This is uh, transformational breath or rebirthing. These are continual breaths in and out through the nose or mouth without any pause. So it's more like a... So it's a deep therapeutic process that helps cancel out the middleman of the mind and just lets the system and the chemistry of breath 
happen in the body. Or there's the yogic breath, ujjayi breath, pranayam, where there's a little bit more of control and slowness and deep, low belly down regulated breath. There's Wim Hof, who is the name of a man who, um, through personal trauma, created something like the Wim, called the Wim Hof method, which is super hyper ventilation. Sorry if I'm blowing out your microphone, but to get him through cold temperatures, but the cold temperatures really were to get him through tremendous grief and trauma and lo- the loss of his of his wife uh, in '95, for example, and and add you know adding on, adding on, adding on. But the way that I come to it with my people, with my students, is really just understanding the nervous system, the chemistry, and the emotional resilience that can come with paying attention to this piece of you, this part of you that is truly your greatest ally. I mean, I've said this many times before in other interviews, so forgive me, but you know, we can live many weeks without food. We can live a couple days without water, but we can live but a few minutes without our breath. It is, there's just nothing more important and nothing brings us back home to ourselves than our breath. Yes. And I, and I love that. Like nothing brings us back home to ourselves. Mm. And this is really the whole point of the theme this month, right? Or this, you know, season is this growth is a removal process because what we're really coming back into is ourselves, our home, Mm. our essential Mm -hmm. self. Mm. And it makes me really curious, like, because I definitely hold my breath a lot, Right. Like, and I know I don't hold it fully, as you say, but like I can feel where it's constricted, right? Mm -hmm. Or where it is limited. And so, what, why do we create that? Why do we hold our breath? Like, if Mm -hmm. our nature is to breathe freely and we don't have to even think about that, Mm -hmm. what is created that takes us away from that essential process? There's certainly a couple answers to that. Um, uh, the first would be our hyperactive, drama-seeking, problem-solving brains. They want nothing more than to keep us safe and um, keep the riffraff out and and find the drama that we can solve. I mean, we're just constantly looking for things that are wrong so that we can figure them out. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and we if, talk you know, about that a lot. We just, I know, and the conditioning that there just always has to be something to be worked on. There always has to be something to be planned. They're just, you know, and so that would be my first reaction to that question. We're holding our breath because our brains override the system all too often. But we forget that our brains are actually part of the body. <laughs> We've become so disassociative disassociated from our bodies and our culture, especially now with our virtual lives, that we don't even know that we're attached to our limbs, um, to mm. our spine and to our to our nervous system. The other is the the state of being. Um, you know, in deeper work, deep deeper somatic experiencing work or somatic therapy work, you know, people are in patterns. They're in their cycles and a lot of cycles that our nervous system goes through, they don't get completed. And so we're in a sort of suspended place in our physical bodies. I'm talking about now, again, this isn't, these aren't thoughts that are being thought through all the way. This is just in the physical plane that we are holding onto until we have permission or healing happens or something 
crisis happens, God forbid, where we can we can evolve the cycle. So until it comes and something, someone scares you, or like a, or a, oh, thank God, or, you know, we're holding our breath until, until the reaction can come out of us instead of just where I like to take, why I, why I personally practice breath work and appreciate it is because it brings me, who's a sort of a sympathetically charged person, meaning I don't really need coffee. I tend to have a lot of activation. I'm a morning person. It's, I love moving. I love dancing. I'm very expressive, even with my hands, sympathetic sort of details. It brings me to neutral. It helps to neutralize not in like a lob- not like I've had a lobotomy or anything, but I like it, it just yeah. brings me to neutral where there isn't drama and there isn't pendulation and there isn't a crisis to solve or trauma. There's just the moment, and so this is where this theme of this conversation is so poignant. I think because in business, but also just in life itself, to remove the distractions, to remove the 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 pattern of holding the holding patterns in our body with our breath itself. We're actually living. We're just living. And do you feel like there is a connection between the way we hold our breath and what happens in our life and business as an example? Like I sometimes wonder, do I have breath patternings that really reflect the way that I constrict things in in the other areas of my life? Oh, fascinating question. I, 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 I mean, I can't imagine not, right? Um, I'm trying to think for myself, you know, because I, I do breathe a lot. You know, I do sigh a lot. Like I'll be at my desk and my kids will be doing their homework at the same table and I'll just like do like a, or a exhale and it'll be mommy, are you okay? You know, like, is everything, what's that? And it's just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just releasing a breath, but it's associated with um, problem solving or frustration or an emotion, you know? Yeah. But I think in terms of business itself and, and how our breath patterns can, uh, you know, either mimic or, uh, feed into, I think n- there's no doubt. I think women, women in general, if we're speaking directly to women here and women in business, women in, in positions of leadership, positions of power, that is not supported by our society. I mean, that just is not supported in our culture at all. And so what does it take for a woman to be fully in her breath? Means she's fully in her body, which means she can't really be messed with. Mm. Not really. I mean, not to be all, you know, I mean, that's a bit of a masculine take, but there is a sort of steadiness that no, like bring it on kind of thing. Like you can't get me. You can't get to me. I'm standing here. I'm breathing. We're moving forward. I, you know, we're creating more. Um, when the world is like, nope, you know, the world will come back with, but what about, but what about, but what about? And we just have to keep with in our own experience of it with our breath because it's literally all we have. <laughs> it's really all we have. It's all we actually possess. The material things that we possess, the people that we think we possess with regard to children or families, mm. not not really. That's not really what's real. We want to own that, but we can't. It's not we're not leaving this world with it. We're leaving it with the body we came with. Yeah, I love it. I mean, you know, I mean, you know me. I'm 
very philosophical. I like to make interesting connections. And I feel like the picture I had when you were talking is I think a really important one for business because I'm all about the fact that really to be successful in business, in a leadership role, in a in a power position, that it's about the self-development, right? And who we are and how we're breathing. And when, when you have that image of like when we fully embody the breath, right? Like think about that. When women are fully embodied, mm-hmm. what does that create? What does mm. that change? What mm. does that influence? Now, very rarely are we all in our body because I, well, at least, you know, from my perspective and experience, because so often we've been told not to be in our bodies or we've been, our bodies have been used in certain ways mm. or mm-hmm. we're told what is our body is used for and what it's not used for, what it should look like and what should it not look like. And so in all these ways, we we disconnect from the body because there's mm-hmm. wounds and there's pain and there's things that, that need to be integrated. But, but as we go through this process of reclaiming our bodies and reclaiming our breath, right, as mm. one component, it's like when we are embodied, what will that change? It will change to a culture of women who are done apologizing. Yes. Yes. Done apologizing for existing. Mm-hmm. Unapologetically standing in their place doing their work. Thank you very much. I don't need to say I'm sorry again. I have no reason to be sorry. Actually, this is not mine to carry. You know, when I was prepping for this and just doing a little bit of meditating on the topic, I was thinking of trees. I mean, trees Mm. stand where they're planted. They breathe just as we breathe. They communicate in their own way. They have families. They have root systems. They have communication. Mm. They support each other when they're sick. I mean, it's very much in the in the culture right now, the story of trees. Trees do not apologize. And when trees fall down in the forest, they don't, they don't lament. They don't weep. They might weep a little bit, but they don't say, shit, I fell over. They're going to think I failed. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. So it's just like being in the the trunk. I mean, like being in your own and that's what breathwork is. It's the it's the beautiful balance of oxygen and CO2. And a lot of us have an overbuilt built up system of CO2. That's what a lot of brain fog is. It's a lot of what um, anxiety, low, low grade constant perpetual anxiety is a built up of CO2. And we, we're just not clear. Our blood's not clear. Our lungs are not clear. We're, we're shallow breathing. None of which is the shallow breathing part isn't necessarily bad. I don't want I'm not here to preach that belly breathing is the only way to breathe. I think actually, that's incorrect. For a lot of people, we actually need to be breathing into our chest more because of the way that we sit at our computers, but also just because of the the posture and what it insinuates when you have a chest that is rigid and not moving. I mean, inside of your chest, you have a beating heart and you have lungs and you have expansion and contraction. So when you ask, like, what what would it be like for women to be in their bodies unapologetically? What could that create? I mean, oh, my goodness, it is 
I feel like the global, you know, the global market could come to a screeching halt because we, we would realize we need very little. We need actually nothing more. We don't need more. We certainly don't need another sweater. It's probably, I mean, if we're privileged enough to have more than one sweater, I don't mean to misspeak, but like we don't necessarily need more than what we, anyway, so that's really what I was thinking of, but I was thinking maybe just for your listeners, we could do a simple breathwork practice, like as simple as simple mm. could be. Yeah, I love it. So even if you are listening to this in the car, you can do this. And what we're going to do is four of what they call complete breaths or perfect breaths. And we're going to do it four times. So it's I'll, I'll guide you in a moment. But just so that you know, you're going to breathe in and out of your nose. Inhale for four counts. Exhale for four counts four times. Okay. So exhale all the way. And here we go. Inhale for four, three, two, one, and out. Three, two, one, and in. Three, two, one, and out. Two, four, two more, and in. And out, sense the evenness of the inhale and exhale. Last one, in, two, three, four, and out. Two, three, four. And just take a little recovery breath and resume. It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. It's amazing how... Just that minute or two of breath work, right, that we did, it's amazing how that shifts my body, right? Mm. Like even just doing that really quickly with you as you were taking us through that, I noticed that like I feel more grounded, you know, and I've been running around a bit. I just came in from a retreat. It was like there was a lot – there's a lot of vulnerability I've had. Like I haven't felt fully grounded yet, you know, just right into this call with you. And I noticed that just in that like minute or two, my nervous system slowed down a little bit. I felt more grounded. And like, that's so, that's such a simple thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's so powerful and so simple, you know, and what would that do to our day-to-day life if we were taking more of those moments how could we respond to the things in our business? How could we work with the people in our lives? Mm-hmm. Well, you use a great word there in the, with the word respond um, as opposed to react. It takes that reactionary energy out um, and gives a little bit of space between things. This sort of sacred pause of just like taking a moment between things so you can really assess the situation to see how exactly do I want to go here. And I, you know, I think for myself, and I, I know there's somebody out there who can relate to this, you know, at the particular stage at my business where I, where I am, I, I'm, you know, I have, I have goals, of course, and growth is a part of those goals. But I'm starting to question where I expect it to get me, right? This notion that there's something else beyond what I have already that's going to, what, make me feel better? That's going to make me more excited in my life? Sure, that's all coming. I know that. 
But I, I think so much of the time we get caught in this cycle that more growth and more, more, more finally will be able to exhale when we get there. And my suggestion is that we exhale as we go so we can experience it because there's no there there. There's not an arrival place. I know we like to think there is so that we have a map and we know where we're going, but that's just a fallacy. It's an illusion of our brains to keep us on the hook. Really, we're here. And and that's not some woo-woo nonsense. That's just reality. I mean, that's really where we are is right here. And there's no greater proof of that than the breathing that you have. If you woke up and you're breathing, it's a pretty good day. Yeah. It's a pretty great day. I love that. And, you know, and I think it gets back into this concept of like, we already have what we need, right? Instead of this, we're, and I think a lot of women really sit in this, and especially when they're in their business and there's a lot of self-doubt and there's a lot of fear that they don't have the answers to grow their business or to just even create a successful business or to just even create whatever it is they want. And the thing is, we have all we need inside of us. And I think the breath is a good reminder right? That, that you look what a couple minutes breathing can do. And you have that. You mm-hmm. have that resource in abundance. You don't it's have to free. go out and get it. It's free. <laughs> it's, free. it's available. You know, and so sure, maybe sometimes we have to learn how to utilize what's inside of us more effectively. But like, it's such a relief to think, oh, I already have this tool right inside of me right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anybody can do it. Because if you're alive, you're breathing. And if you're breathing, you're moving, right? So I'm working on a project right now about how breath itself is your movement practice. It can be your movement practice. It doesn't, you don't need a shiny new set of leggings and a fancy studio to quote, have the perfect movement practice. It's already happening in this moment. You can Mm. be sitting right where you are and participate in a movement sequence just by being aware of where you can direct your back, your breath, you can direct it into your upper left shoulder and then your lower right back and then, you know, behind your eyes and into your feet. I mean, obviously, we only ever breathe into our lungs, air goes in and out of our lungs, but the ripple effect of breathing goes all the way to the edges of our energy. It all the it, it echoes mm. all the way out, which is why breathwork is so powerful. I mean, sometimes I use breathwork at three o'clock when I'd rather, maybe rather be reaching for a mocha latte, you know, like that, that like supercharge, like, let's get all the way, let's bring it all the way home, land the plane of the day, get to dinner, (laughs) you know, get to like, what's these last few hours, you can, you can up your chemistry through breathwork to energize yourself or reinvigorate yourself for a creative moment or a conversation or an interview or whatever it is you have to go and do. I mean, your breath really is, it's, it really loves you. It just loves you and it wants you to love it back. And it's like, what do you need? I'll give it to you. I'll be, you need to doubt, you need to relax. Okay. Let's extend your exhale. You need to charge. Okay. Let's breathe in through our mouth and out through our mouth with a little more energy and see what happens. Now it's not a one size fits all in the quote wellness industry. We get really stuck in this this idea that there's a formula that we need to be following. And if it doesn't, we don't, doesn't fit with us, then we're somehow we've done something wrong or that we're 
and that's so not what I'm about at all. Um, and it's not at all what breathwork is about either. It really is very personal. It takes exploration. I, I do encourage people to seek out a teacher, to seek out someone that can help facilitate the space for them because we hold so much in our connective tissue and, um, breath really breath work can unearth all a lot of that um for better and for better always for better but still there's a little discomfort as i said in the beginning with growth and awareness that you want to be in a, a safe space for certainly i love that and um you know i'm so fascinated and interested in how breath work connects to integration like mm -hmm. you know integration is something i talk a lot about in my work and it's something that i think is really important right and that's this this creating for people who don't understand integration it's it's like becoming whole so it's like the parts of ourselves that are wounded or um you know maybe it's a trauma that we you know haven't fully healed it's like there's these pieces that are unintegrated and so we don't have full access to our potential our power when we don't have all of that integrated there's like something that like, it takes a piece of our energy it takes a mm -hmm. piece of our power and so I love, there's lots of different ways to integrate. Laura and I talk about through somatic experiencing integration. There can be very conscious ways of integration, which I do with my clients as well. And, you know, I would love to explore, like, is there a, a way that breath work starts to really integrate some of those pieces that we've held back? It's really, for me, it's hard to talk about because it's so emotional. It's so tender. Um, because it's life itself. You know, you think of all the breaths you've taken through sadness and tears, or you think of the breaths you've taken during maybe uh, consensual ecstatic lovemaking with, you know, your partner, or you think of the, the first breath your baby took when, if you gave birth to a child, or, or even think about babies and how their little bodies are so soft and they breathe with such ease. Their little bellies go up and down. You know, the world hasn't gotten to them yet. They haven't had to create this sort of barrier between themselves and themselves. You know, the breath is, it is you. It's not even talking about breath work um, in this moment as if it's like this other thing. It's yeah. It is you itself. Mm. It's the data and the and the and the proof of life itself in you, and that's something no one should ever take from another person. It's just not something people should trespass on. Like, don't step on my breath. You know, don't step on this. Like, you can't have this. Um, um, everything else gets co-opted and it gets spun or alchemized in the good, in the good work. And it gets, you know, tarnished and troubled and in the, in the difficult times, which we all experience and certainly in pain, but your breath is the way you experience your life. And the more I do it and the more I talk about it or think about it or try to explain it to someone who's never even really considered it, like, what are you talking about? I'm just breathing. I'm wondering if like through the breath work, does that help us to integrate more pieces of ourselves? Like, is there an integration process through that? Absolutely. But with something, what we call in the somatic world with titration, right? Like it, it, we don't want to go all in too much, too soon, too fast with like a heavy duty breath work practice is not going to help. It's going to actually harm. Yes. So 
like with anything, it has to come slowly, thoughtfully. You only need a little bit at first. This will help to, you know, integrate. Like it's a regenerative practice. It's a renewable resource, right? It's like this recycling of your own life force, but it has potency. (laughs) So if it's, if you don't respect it, it can bite you in the ass. So in terms of integration, you know, sitting quietly and just even noticing your own breath patterns, noticing even for the first, for one minute, wow, am I even breathing at all? If, if so, where can I feel it? What does exhale feel like if I extend it by three counts? And then that's all for today. That's enough for today because you're slowly waking up a part of yourself that has maybe been dormant or sleep or has been, and I know Laura talks about, you know, the internal family systems, you know, these parts that we're trying to maybe wake up and the parts that we're trying to reintegrate back into ourselves. Breathwork can really be beautiful for that because as I said, it's like the space hold. It can be the spaces between. I love that. And I love that there is a recommendation, not just mm-hmm. permission mm. to do things slowly. Like how mm. often do we get that? I mean, I know for all of you, you know, out there who are like me, you're like, ooh, I really want to integrate. Let's just dive in. Let's just yeah. blow it all up. And then like <laughs> – That can cause more harm. That can cause more trauma. It totally can. It It totally can. can. And so I think it's so beautiful, just that reminder that just breathing, right? Like just start with that. Just breathing. Just, you know, simple awareness. You know, and I know your, your, your work is so rooted in worthiness. And you say often, you know, you're worthy just by breathing. Yeah, that's true. I just do. It's like here. my line. Yeah, it's your line, but it's true. I mean, it, <laughs> yes, just because I love if, that time. if you're breathing, you belong. I love that. And I love just bringing more attention. You know, it, it, what I feel like I really want to share with the world, right, is that there are all these amazing tools we have access to, right? Mm-hmm. That we are so resilient and we are so amazing and we're so beautiful. And all of these things, when we put attention on them, when we stop looking outside of ourselves mm-hmm. for more and we start looking inside of ourselves for the abundant resources we already have, then that is how we become the leaders, become the business owners become the change we want to see in the world and breath is one of those resources indeed it is it really is and again it's free it's a free resource we all want you can't buy it that's right you're not buying it at lululemon you can you get it for free Um, and I just want to say just to close up because it's important I think for your listeners too there's no perfect way to do it there's no exact it's not about exact it's not about ideal it's not about even mastery it's about just you know a be really so much of it is just about breath awareness and trying to unlock the places that aren't moving enough to see if you can get a little more movement in there it's truly not about perfection I just want to make sure that that's heard I love that. And, you know, really so much is about awareness. Like we di- we discount mm. and diminish the power oh, of yeah. awareness. 
But, oh yeah, that's like my, um, that's very much my gig, as you know. Like, pe- people think awareness is the door that you're supposed to walk in. I yes. say it, I say it's the whole room. It's, it's the, the whole, whole room. It's the whole house. That. It's the whole arena. I mean, it's yes. the whole. To use that word, like yes, it's, it's it the whole scene. It really is. I mean, if you can stay aware, if you could just be aware, you're good. Yeah, you're, you're, you're winning. Good. I promise you're, you, oh. you're winning. I promise you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we should wrap up for today as much as I could keep talking to you forever. But, you know, Cass, how can people find you? How can they connect with you? How can they do work with you? Because Cass has some pretty amazing, like, breath work, one-on-one work that she does with people that I would highly recommend. So how can people find you? Well, my website is findyourmidline.com. My Instagram handle is my name, at Cass Giorsi, C-A-S-S-G-H-I-O-R-S-E. I teach three classes a week live on my own virtual studio. Um, those would be the best ways to, to connect with me, but I'm, I'm very happy and open to, to talk with anybody about this, even if it's just with questions. Um, but yeah, there's many layers to the work that I do. So breath is one, but it's, it's mighty for sure. I love it. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you for having me today. What a pleasure and what a topic. Honestly, I just... So good. I love that I get to talk about this sort of thing. It feels like a true gift. So thank you for bringing such interesting and important topics to the front. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you next week. Hey, did you enjoy today's episode? I love that this session was all about being embodied and just breathing. This is part of the work I do with women in the collective. In order to run a business more effectively, we need to be living in our truth. That means being embodied, knowing our strengths and genius, and living from our values. Want to join a group that's focused on self-development and becoming more embodied leaders? Head over to WorthyWomenCollective.com and stay tuned for more amazing episodes this season. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Until next time, see you soon.